to the Zen Brain Podcast, where we explore alternatives to psychiatric medication and strategies for conscious lifestyle change. Here's your host and philosophical entertainer, Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce. Most of us already know something about travel. The trick to traveling for consciousness sake is to do it for that that purpose alone. Don't go sightseeing, souvenir buying, or relative visiting. Don't try to make time. Let go of civilized reality and immerse yourself as fully as you can in nature. There are a number of good travel agents and wilderness groups catering to people who seek spiritual travel and experiences. Many of these are advertised in New Age magazines. If you don't have money to travel, there are groups which allow you to volunteer some services in exchange for camping or travel. Probably the best way to get altered by traveling is to do it by yourself or with a chosen partner and to have an unplanned and an itinerary that is as uh, flexible as possible. The trip should feel as open-ended as you can possibly make it And the easiest thing to do is to take a couple weeks off from work, get a tent and some sleeping bags, hop in the car and, you know, just drive, just go. Take a map if you want. You don't have to camp out. You can stay in motels or sleep in your car. Take long walks in nature trails. Lose track of time day in and day out. The best of these trips are easily going, relatively risk-free excursions that keep you relaxed and open. There are also other ways. There's a high feeling keenly aware of your own ability to survive. There are many wilderness courses that teach you how to survive in nature with no food and few provisions. There's a lot to be said for these kinds of experiences. First, 
Most of us believe we are incapable of learning how to live off the land, gaining an ability as tangible as this direct contradicts our self-images of disconnectedness and ineptitude. This is why so many drug rehabilitations and behavioral modification groups include outdoor wilderness trips in their program. The more completely you interact with nature, the greater your experience of oneness with it. The ability to survive in nature depends on your ability to live harmoniously with it. Western civilization generally preys over nature in order to expand. Real survival skills have nothing to do with taming nature. They allow you to perceive the way nature is moving and to stay alive by positioning yourself properly with that movement. You, you become part of an organization of the woods around you. Another way to exercise the survival high is through sports like mountain and rock climbing. While there is a level of danger in most climbing, this threat of injury or death is not the source of the high. Most good climbers do not challenge themselves beyond their abilities. They do not find this fun. If there is a danger thrill to climbing, it lies in the knowledge that what would have at one time been dangerous to undertake if now safe. This climber's delight in this control over his body's weight and his ability to manipulate it up to his incline. Climbing is also a heady sport. You need to plan a particular path up a face, yet must be flexible enough to deviate from that plan as new information presents itself. As you move up a face, you approach the same consciousness of any Zen-like practice where complete mindfulness is required, coupled with the effortless execution. While you, when your Zen skills wear thin, the risks and heights still command a great deal of respect and tend to up the level of stakes for even the most veteran climbers. There's a beautiful book called The Find Horn Gordon which tells the apparently true story of how a group of people used the advice of divas to create a farm on essential infertile soil. Their experience demonstrates the necessary for cooperation with nature and openness to the intelligences that can help us gain awareness. We have not only to cooperate with nature, but we have to allow them to become one with us. Through this marriage, we are more truly human. If, after reading The Findhorn Gordon, you want to get involved in the particular path, you can contact Peter Caddy, who is also one of the founders of Findhorn Community. Of course, you can always begin on your own. There are many books available on organic gardening, so you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Luckily, there are even plans for creating a garden large enough to feed yourself with any area only as big as a large terrace 
or section of rooftops, so don't worry if you live in an apartment. Traveling to a place that is completely foreign to you, even if it is completely civilized, can get you into some very new headspaces. The technique we are describing here is a sort of familiarity deprivation. All you do is travel to a place where you do not speak the language or understand any of the customs. Amazing things begin to happen to you. Your view of humanity changes. There are many things you associate with your personhood that are not necessarily linked with being human. These are aspects of social behavior that your social might grant, take for granted, but another might ignorantly complete. To feel the effects of this contrast, you must resist all forms of tourist advice, English media, and familiar settings. There is no point in going to Jakarta and then watching CNN and eating McDonald's. For most of us, an extended trip abroad is necessary for this kind of radical mind shift we seek from travel. The best places to try usually in the Far East, Indonesia, or Africa, although some New Yorkers experience this kind of cultural shock simply by traveling to Los Angeles for the weekend. <laughs>